Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi there, and welcome to the Explaining History podcast. And today I want to revisit the issue of Italian history. We noticed we've uh, touched on this a little bit recently and uh, look at the murder of Giacomo Matteotti and particularly the implications and significance that had for the reign of Mussolini. Now, to give you a little background on um, the uh, murder of Matteotti, uh, you might have listened to the previous podcast on the March on Rome. If you haven't, it's worth um, pausing this now and going and listening to that because that will give you a, a clear picture of um, the, the, the context of Matteotti's death. Anyway, let's assume that you're back with us now after having listened to that. Um, Matteotti was murdered following the elections of 1924. Matteotti was the leader of the United Socialist Party in the Italian Chamber of Deputies. So he was a very high profile, very well thought of uh, and very popular a deputy uh, known not only throughout Italy but also uh, very well known on the in, in, as an international figure of um, international socialism so his reputation spread far and wide um, which is why uh, Matteotti presented a potential threat to Mussolini. Matteotti was a fierce and outspoken critic of Mussolini uh, and of the fascists in general and he had uh, a series of allegations that pertained to the 1924 election. Um, he claimed that basically the uh, fascist party, all these allegations are largely uh, substantiatable, um, that there had been large-scale um, electoral fraud. And he pointed out that the black shirts were not a state organisation, they were not acting in the interests or the service of the Italian people either, that they were a party organisation and that they were a private party militia designed to make sure that Mussolini got the correct outcome in the election. Um, in, a, in a way, this is the less uh, damaging of the, the two allegations because this is something most people in Italy knew and a great many people in Italy at the time are fairly relaxed about. Now, uh, there's a great account of the murder of Matteotti in Christopher Duggan's brilliant new book, Fascist Voices, which I'm greatly um, enjoying at the moment, and it is a, uh, an account of um, everyday life in fascist Italy, drawn from all sorts of diaries and um, recollections, um, and it's one of those great sources of primary evidence um, that we, we, we so badly need. The second set of allegations that Matteotti had were perhaps more serious for Mussolini. Um, he wrote a book called 
the Fascisti Exposed, A Year of Fascist Domination. And in it, he alluded to um, all sorts of allegations of corruption. Now, yes, the um, uh, Italian fascists were enormously corrupt. Here was a, a kind of a, a gangster-like clique who had managed to make their way into, in the, to probably to some of their great surprise, to the big time and had access to a manner of government contracts and they were able to sell on uh, government army stores of equipment at a profit and there were innumerable tales of, of, of graft. The reason why Mussolini wasn't fond of any of this getting out um, wasn't that he disapproved particularly of corruption. In fact, he thought much of it was uh, par for the course and fair game. But he thought that the idea of a corrupt um, fascisti um, would be uh, contradictory to the narrative of fascism that he tried to create, that it was in some way in service of the nation, upstanding, resolute and strong, um, corruption smacked of uh, a sort of a moral weakness and a, a certain degree of materialism and the desire for material things and wealth, uh, which were, you know, an ugly individualism, if you will, which was contrary to the supposed spirit of fascism itself. Fascism was meant to be uh, in service of the nation, not managing to kind of live off it or exploit it. It was rumoured that in addition to Matteotti's book that he also had a secret dossier of information that he'd been collecting on uh, fascist corruption for a long period of time. And it's this dossier that leads me to believe that Mussolini was uh, strongly involved in his murder. Controversy still reigns over the extent to which um, Mussolini was involved in the murder. I suppose in some ways it's slightly like um, the Watergate scandal, where perhaps Nixon's direct involvement wasn't um, ever proven, but his involvement in the cover-up certainly was. Um, with Mussolini, um, the chief, uh, sus or the, the, the guilty parties in the murder had open access to him and um, were very, very well connected to him. And I'll talk about those in just a moment. The murder of Matteotti took place on the 10th of June 1924. And Matteotti was walking towards uh, the uh, government buildings where he would be um, uh, working later on that day. It was in broad, day it was in broad daylight in uh, the mid-afternoon and he was bundled by five men into the back of a car and driven off. Um, he was uh, stabbed repeatedly. It was a very horrifically violent crime. But I think what strikes me as interesting is the brazen nature of it, um, doing it in broad daylight off the streets. Um, it could possibly be that the um, fascists who murdered Matteotti were supremely confident that they wouldn't be convicted, or perhaps it was um, deliberately brazen so as it could be blamed on um, extreme elements of um, the fascisti. Um, this is indeed what Mussolini does. Mussolini is quite frank in saying, yeah, it was very probably the fascists. It was very probably people within the fascist movement. But I'm not responsible for all of those guys. I am not the guy who is uh, able to control everybody. It's a broad movement. There are extremes. But most importantly, it wasn't me. And this is his, his ploy when um, the two months later Matteotti's body is found. By the way, I paraphrase there. I'm sure Mussolini didn't actually refer to the fascist, the fascisti as those guys. Anyway, you get my point. The man who killed Matteotti uh, was uh, Amerigo Domini, 
Um, Domini had been, was an American, um, Italian or an Italian-American, who'd returned to Italy uh, at the end of the First World War and quickly become involved in the fascist movement. He uh, referred to himself with pride as Mussolini's hitman and had been involved in various violent actions on behalf of the Duce. And he'd been really uh, closely associated with Mussolini during his rise to power from 1920 to 22. By 1924, Domini was part of the Cheka, which was Mussolini's hit squad, and um, titled after, obviously, the Soviet Cheka, um, but in no way seemingly as organised, um, and in no way um, uh, the same kind of institution at all. It um, really is this kind of mobile band of killers, um, which obviously is a good ex- um, description for the, the Soviet Cheka, uh, but the, the kind of the thoroughness and the kind of the doctrine of class war uh, isn't exactly there. Um, there seems to be more of a kind of a have-a-go mentality. But this um, checker is a direct link uh, back to Mussolini himself. The evidence of their amateurism is kind of all over the crime. Firstly, it was done in broad daylight in a crowded part of the city with lots and lots of witnesses. And secondly, uh, somebody assuming it was a... Uh, a simple, ordinary, everyday crime, and not the work of the state, decided to write down the registration of the car that kidnapped Mattiotti. This very quickly um, led um, back to Domini, who was um, arrested, um, put on trial, and imprisoned. And the fact that one of Mattiotti's killers can be put away for the crime shows us that Mussolini isn't operating anywhere like, you know, full dictatorial control over Italy at this point. Italy is still a relatively pluralistic society with different centres of power, such as the courts, the police, the army, so on and so forth, that haven't been, by 1924, completely coordinated, um, but this eventually will happen in due course. (coughs) So... Um, there are these interesting moments in the lives of dictators, and Hitler has them as well, uh, where uh, they don't seem to have complete and utter uh, carte blanche to break the law as they see fit. One thing that's interesting about the Mattiotti case, and one thing that may possibly exonerate Mussolini to some extent, um, is its uniqueness, in that political assassinations just weren't happening all the time in Italy uh, in 1924. Um, There is no other high-profile killing of this nature. And potentially, does this mean that the Mattiotti murder was a disorganised attempt to perhaps curry favour with Mussolini, and very much a kind of a Henry II, uh, Thomas Beckett, who will rid me of this troublesome priest kind of deal? It's almost impossible to say. Um, possibly this was um, Mussolini's Watergate moment. Perhaps he didn't authorise the killing, but perhaps was um, more engaged in the cover-up or the attempted cover-up. But in many ways, it's the outcome of the case that really is interesting. There is a national outcry, uh, in, from some quarters anyway, about the, the murder of, um, of Mattiotti. 
Christopher Duggan as makes a very interesting argument in uh, his book Fascist Voices that um, by and by and large um, the uh, country is still supportive of Mussolini. There's been years and years of unrest, and people are willing to trade um, unrest, uh, trade security for justice. Um, there are many people who are willing to perhaps turn a blind eye to these things, to um, assume that Mussolini couldn't possibly have been involved, um, or to uh, think, oh well, you know, that's the price of security. Um, but in other quarters, particularly uh, in the industrial working classes in the north of Italy, there's outrage, a general strike is threatened, uh, and when the fascist government doesn't fall, when Mussolini isn't dismissed by the king, uh, the, uh, and the non-fascist and anti-fascist parties in the government walk out. And this moment, known as the Aventine Secession, uh, Mussolini was able to turn to his advantage. So the Aventine parties uh, looked at Mussolini's position and thought, well, if we abandon him, the king will know that um, this relatively broad-based coalition of national unity that he hoped would exist has now, has now failed, and all he has is a fascist government. Uh, and surely, on that basis alone, he'll dismiss Mussolini and appoint somebody else who will be able to create a government that appeals to everybody. And this spectacularly backfires. Mussolini still has support from various nationalist and right-wing parties, and the king thinks... Well, I um, originally gave Mussolini the job because I didn't want to have a fascist coup in the country. If I try to dismiss him now, that's exactly what I'll get. Mussolini was forced to make compromises with the non-fascist right, uh, the, the various nationalists and populists. And this, uh, again, um, causes him trouble, because now the extreme of the fascist party, who don't believe there should be any compromise with any other uh, party, even those on the right, threatens a coup against him. So on the 3rd of January 1925, Mussolini pulls off you know, the coup of his career. He creates a speech, he uh, delivers a speech, that's really designed to address both the anti-fascists and the fascists in his party. He says, yes, if Italy has become violent as a result of the Matteotti murder then it is his fault, and he is the leader of fascism. If fascism is violent, then he accepts responsibility for that. However, he grimly indicates and strongly suggests that um, if fascism is to go, Italy will descend into chaos, and he's not willing to tolerate that. And any chaos that does emerge, he and the fascists will deal with in an abrupt manner. Um, and that really, Italy can now only be uh, governed by a strong leader. And in doing so, in, in not so many words, he is cementing himself as dictator and um, showing that he is the man to wield dictatorial power. The result of this is that the fascist party has renewed faith in him, they think this is wonderful kind of rhetoric, and it's the sort of thing they've been waiting to hear all along. Um, the fascist parties who um, are walked out of government um, are subsequently banned, and um, this, is, this is the beginning of fascism proper. Um, as for Domini, he served ten months in jail and was acquitted by the king. Um, so, 
if we were writing an essay um, on the the consequences, on the significance of the Mattiotti affair, significance really is that it is used by Mussolini um, to cement dictatorial power in Italy. Um, though there are obviously other very important uh, lessons to be drawn from this. Anyway, I hope you found this useful, and uh, I'll be adding some more to the podcast in the next few days. I'm going to try to really um, give a lot of content this week, because I know a lot of you guys are coming up to exam time. Um, if you're looking for uh, some inf- some interesting, useful advice, check out the website. Go to www.explaininghistory.com. There's a range of ebooks there. If you're doing Italy, um, if you go to the links page, there's a, some links to um, various Uh, issues to do with uh, fascist Italy um, and check out the free stuff um, section as well there's some handouts there on uh, the origins of fascism anyway good luck everybody I'll be thinking of you and I'll catch you on the next podcast bye-bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.